Dwayne Haskins, number seven, was retired yesterday at Bullis High School in Potomac, Maryland. His memory will be honored this weekend as well at Ohio State's spring game. And at some point between, it has not yet been announced exactly when, by the family, there will be a funeral in Haskins' hometown of Highland Park, New Jersey. And all throughout, you can be very certain that the Pittsburgh Steelers will remain very, very much engaged. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It's difficult to picture in advance the scope of the outpouring of emotion that's going to come from all over, from all of Haskins' different walks of life. Because at each stop, he made an impact, whether that was at the scholastic level, at the collegiate level, everything that he achieved in Columbus, being a 15th overall pick in the NFL draft in Washington, starting right away, winning in the NFL. And then, of course, in Pittsburgh. This would have been his third season coming up as a member of the Steelers. And, you know, in football, that's a pretty long time. Football isn't like other professional sports. You're around your teammates throughout the calendar. It's not just when there's training camp or the regular season happening. And Haskins was anything but the absentee type in the offseason. Even just now, in this offseason, by every account, he was daily at the Steelers' headquarters on South Water Street, preparing, learning, meeting some of the new coaches, meeting some of his new teammates, all the free agents that were signed. And then when Mitch Trubisky came calling to come on down to Florida and work out with a lot of the offensive skill guys, he was there for that too. Friendships form, bonds form. You've seen, heard, and read the reaction from a lot of those guys, and we're going to be seeing, hearing, and reading more of that as the week goes on, and you see the faces of the various Steelers who will be at the funeral. I can't even begin to imagine how much is unfolding behind the scenes right now at the Steelers' headquarters to attempt to do right by Haskins, by his family, not just in this time of need and in this time of inconsolable grief, but also beyond. And I'm going to take this opportunity to share with those of you who are new to following this franchise and remind all the rest of you that this is an organization 
that does a lot of things right, and they'll do this right as well. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Anyone remember, oh, just a handful of years ago when the Steelers' culture had become a really hot subject, not just in Pittsburgh, but nationally for some insane reason. And everybody was talking about how broken and fractured everything was, how there was no longer any Steelers' way. And at the time, I was writing and speaking in what felt like a vacuum, that this wasn't a circus, that it was about a clown or two. I used that line nonstop because... Every time somebody would throw circus at me, and that was maybe the most common description in these various critiques, I would come back with that. Clown. Clown was Antonio Brown. Clown was not so much Le'Veon Bell, but Le'Veon Bell's agent. But there wasn't a circus. We even saw once A.B. was gone, and of course, Bell gone before him, the national media could not let go the idea of assailing the Steelers' way or the Steelers' collective character because it was doing so well for them in terms of page views or ratings or engagements or all the other metrics that are out there to show that you've really riled people up. And they tried to pin A.B.'s behavior on Ben Roethlisberger. And this went on and this went on until finally, what do you know? In the past two years and change, never came up again. Poof. Just like magic, it was gone. Why? Because Lev and his weirdo agent were gone. And then the big clown, A.B., was gone. And Ben ends up being lauded pretty much by everyone everywhere on his way to a gallant retirement season, leading a team that never should have been anywhere near the playoffs into the playoffs. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because the underlying foundation of this franchise has been to do the right thing. On a lot of different levels, that begins with the Rooney family, which is not without its shortcomings or its dubious decisions because no one is. But there's always been an effort to do what they believe is the right thing, even when it might ruffle feathers around the league. You can go all the way back to the early 70s when Bill Nunn started scouting Black colleges in the Deep South that other NFL teams didn't want to touch. Well, the late Mr. Nunn was just inducted into the Hall of Fame for 
a lot of very, very good reasons. John Stallworth and a litany of other great players have Mr. Nunn to thank for that, as well as the Rooney family. We've seen players get injured, uh, have difficult retirement periods. We've seen the team stay in touch. We've seen the team reach out. I have heard these stories myself for years. We all, most unfortunately, saw what happened to Ryan Shazier on that fateful night in Cincinnati. And after that, we saw the head coach at his bedside night after night after night. And we saw the Rooney family and Kevin Colbert step up and commit Shazier's entire salary, millions of dollars, the following year to him when they knew he wasn't going to be able to play again. He's still a part of that family. He's still welcome in that pregame huddle that the linebackers do. He was in one of those just this past season. We saw how this team responded to the deaths of Daryl Drake, the former wide receivers coach, Tunch Ilkin, the iconic former lineman slash broadcaster slash minister slash everything that is good about this world. And we are going to see this team do the right thing in every single setting, every single step of the way by Haskins by his family and let that be of at least some small comfort to everybody involved he was in a good place here in Pittsburgh when we come back just one question Welcome back. It's time for our Just One Question segment. I first want to let you know that both Mike's Beer Bar and North Shore Tavern, our partners over across from PNC Park, will be open today at 10 a.m. for the Pirates opening day. And both of those stores are still taking reservations for times no later than 1 p.m. They're booking quickly, too, so... Make sure you get your reservation in now. Go to mikesbeerbar.com. Today's J1Q comes from Regina Zanke, and it's not at all a Q because I didn't have any. So I just chose Regina's. I'm going to read it to you. She's referring to yesterday's episode. She says this, is a be- this was a beautiful segment. DK, rest in peace, Dwayne, and prayers to him and his family. He'll be a stealer forever. And that's it. That's all I got on a normal day with the way this show has taken off. I have J1Q entries stacked up on YouTube, uh, on our site, DK Pittsburgh Sports, on the app, in the comments sections. Uh, They come via email. They come, a lot of them do, on Twitter, some on Facebook. And on this day, I got none. I got none. And I feel like it's worthwhile to share with you that I was moved by that. I was moved, like, a lot 
the day after we did that episode that no one really wanted to talk about football. No one wanted even the next day to say, all right, hey, enough of this. Let's start talking about, I don't know, inside linebacker depth or something. I got nothing. I got nothing other than what Regina sent and lots of that. I, I'd i like to say that this is the kind of thing that it makes Pittsburgh what it is, but I also know that uh, people who follow the Steelers more so than any of our city's teams are spread far and wide. A lot of them have never even been here. Uh, some of them I don't think could find Pittsburgh on the map. I can tell you from meeting some of these fans outside the stadiums and road games. But then maybe from there, I'd like to think that the spirit of the city is within the Steelers and vice versa and vice versa. You know, you hear this told a lot, but when you're from Pittsburgh and you go somewhere traveling uh, overseas, Europe, wherever, and you say you're from Pittsburgh to, I don't know, the cab driver or someone at the hotel or at a restaurant, they'll always come back with one word, Steelers, every time, every time. And that hasn't changed even with the increased and significant popularity of the Penguins in our region and, of course, abroad because of the international component that hockey has to it. We're from the town, as the old polka used to go, and it still applies. This nation, wherever the fans are right now, wherever they once lived, wherever they moved to, wherever they're serving our country abroad, showed themselves to me in this one super, super tiny really arguably insignificant way because this podcast is not that big of a deal to be unified in mourning of the loss of one of their own. I'm not about to discourage that. I'm not. I'll take this show for the rest of this week, wherever it is that you want me to. Let me hear about it. In comments, if you want to talk football, I'm here to talk football. If you want to talk about Dwayne Haskins, if you want to talk about the way this week is going to unfold, what impact it's going to have on the team, don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty about it. Just send me whatever it is that's on your mind, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Regina, specifically for the perspective. 